0: this is Offhand with Steven and Lydia. I'm Steven. And I'm Lydia. We are so glad that you've joined us for this here podcast. Yep. Aren't we, Steven? We are. We We are, are. And you are going to be too, Puppet Podsters. Because when are you not, really? (laughs) We love when you listen, and we hope that you love when you listen. Today, we have a special guest. Not only do we have a special guest, though. It's also a What's It All About. I know. We're kind of like doing, it's like a two-for-one sale. Yeah, I know. Aren't you lucky? So our What's It All About is the Book of Lamentations. Because it comes after Jeremiah. Yes, it does. And our special guest is Uncle Chris. Welcome, Uncle Chris. It's Uncle Chris.
1: Chris. That's me. Well, Because you're going to teach us a hymn, right? Oh, you want to make this? Yeah, we're going
0: to make this a Learn a Hymn.
1: Uh, You all saw it.
0: It's not a two for one sale. It's a three for one. one. What's it all about with Uncle Chris learning a hymn? Well, that's why we have Uncle Chris on.
1: But you didn't say who the special guest was. You said it was just special guest. Yeah. And. Well, what's that's, it all about?
0: That was I'm just getting there. Well, you were confused. Special I
1: guest. was confused. Were you confused? Special Steven? guest is Uncle Chris. I was I confused. confused. How I... could
0: you be confused? You know what's going on. Well, I was confused when you said two for one sale. <laughs> Why? That's what it is. Okay, I'm confused now. That's all right. Anyways. So, what's it all about with the book of Lamentations? And a Learn of him Hymn with Uncle Chris. Yeah.
1: So Tell me, what do you already know about the book of Lamentations in the Bible? Well, we
0: know it comes after Jeremiah. Yep. And we... Go ahead. We think, I mean, it's 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 assumed that Jeremiah
1: wrote this book. Yes, it isn't said outright, I'm Jeremiah writing down these words, but Bible scholars are very sure that it is Jeremiah who's writing. You can tell from from the writing style. Of course, we know that all of Scripture is given by God. Right. These are God's words, but he put them through people. So different people, we say, penned these things. It was penned by Jeremiah. We're almost positive, especially when you consider... What's going on in the book? But what else do you know?
0: We know it has five chapters.
1: Yeah, it's not that long a book.
0: Nope, not a long one. We know that it's actually a really sad book. It is.
1: I am glad that it's only five chapters long. It sounds terrible, doesn't it, to say, oh, I'm glad this part of the Bible isn't any longer. (laughs) But, But you know what? I'm sure God knew exactly what he was doing because five chapters doesn't seem like a lot, but when you have 5 chapters of lamentations it's a lot. a lot what is a lamentation it's like sadness like it, it's it's to, more to be sad about than sadness a lamentation is like a crying yes it's weeping it's i mean it's heartbroken to lament is to boy it just gives the idea of wailing and crying your eyes out and being brokenhearted and and it's really awful. And when you read Lamentations, you can tell why. You can tell why Jeremiah felt the way he felt. Now Jeremiah spent a long time, years and years and years, warning. You talked about this when you talked about yeah. his book, Jeremiah, yeah. warning God's people. Hey. Yeah, there was destruction coming. Destruction is coming because you have turned your back on God. Imagine God's special people turning their back on God. That must have hurt. I'm sure it did. And God warned them. He said, you're going to do that. There's going to be discipline. And they didn't listen. And then Jeremiah lived long enough to see the destruction of Jerusalem and what's called the Babylonian captivity. Babylon was a mighty nation at that time, and it just went through conquering everybody around them, including God's special nation of Israel, which God allowed to have happen. And it was a terrible time. It wasn't just that they were conquered and kind of got to keep living the way they wanted. It was destruction. The things that are described in Lamentations really give us kind of a picture of what life would have been like in the city of Jerusalem after this destruction, and it is not pretty at all. Terrible things, things that really probably very few people can imagine. If uh, let me see if I can try to describe one thing that it talks about, and there were many, many things. But imagine that you are a kid. That's easy, right? Yeah, I am one. So far, done. so good. So far, so good. Imagine you're really hungry.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I get hungry a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm
1: talking really hungry. Like you haven't eaten for more than a day. What?
0: Like, after you're More sick, than a maybe, and like, oh, man, I haven't eaten
1: in a, in a... You haven't eaten in a bunch of days. Oh, man. And when you can get something to eat, it's almost nothing. It's just barely anything. Um, and, and so you've never had that experience, no. I don't think. Have you ever had that experience, no, Stephen? No. No. So just try to imagine being starving, like actually starving. Not like, oh, I'm so starving, but you're actually starving. There is no food. Why didn't they have any food? Because when the, the destruction of Jerusalem, all those food stores were destroyed. Crops would have been destroyed. A, a, a crop, land, a, j- everything just was destroyed. It's very different today, uh, the way the world works and and the way it works for us. Now, there are parts in the world today that they suffer things like starvation. It's not something, if you're listening to a podcast chances are that you have some food to eat at least a good part of the time, that you're not starving in this way. And the the reason I say if you're listening to this podcast, it means you have something to listen to. To it on, which means you have some things, and if you have things, it generally means you can get some food. Uh, And that's not true for everybody, and it wasn't true for these people. They had nothing suddenly. They went from having lots of things, it describes wealthy people suddenly having nothing at all. Imagine that you're starving, and you go to your mom and you beg her, please, mom, I'm so hungry. And she doesn't give you anything because she doesn't have anything to give you.
0: That would probably make her feel really bad.
1: Oh, terrible. And that's just one tiny little thing. It's It's a big thing, but just one of the things that's talked about in this book. Terrible, terrible things. And yet, Jeremiah recognized that this was just. It would seem unfair, doesn't it? It doesn't seem fair that Yeah, that's seem very
0: nice. That boys and girls should suffer
1: and starve. Why would God allow something like this to happen? But, you know, that's us thinking of God as if he's one of us. God is not a human. He's not just another one of us. He is God. He's the creator. And he can, and he's allowed, and it is right for him to do whatever he chooses to do with his creation. Especially... When he warned them what would happen if they did not follow his way and they disobeyed and he follows through, that is just. In fact, there's a verse in Lamentations in chapter 1 that uh, that it's Jeremiah kind of speaking for the nation and he says, The Lord is in the right, for I have rebelled against his word. This is different than Job. I know you've talked about Job.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit ago. And
1: Job trusted God even when it made no sense. Job didn't do anything to deserve his life falling apart like it did, and he still trusted God. But these people, they did. They had turned away from God, and this was God disciplining them. It's very hard to read, and that's why it's called Lamentations, because Jeremiah who saw it all coming and saw it all happen and had to see things like children starving and these things, he's crying out to the Lord. But, but, right in the middle of the book, right in the middle when things are the absolute worst, unimaginable badness, there is hope. There is a light. And that hope, well, can I, can I, suggest a verse of the day?
0: Oh, uh, yes.
1: Yeah, please. of course. All right. This is right in the middle of the book, Lamentations. Is there going to be hope in it? Yeah, Lamentations 3. So there are five chapters, two oh, before yep. this chapter, two after. So right here in the middle, here comes the hope. Verse 21, but this I call to mind, or I remember this, and therefore I have hope. So what's he calling to mind? What's he have hope in? Here's the next verse. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness.
0: Wow, to be able to say that in the midst of all that punishment.
1: That is really showing how much Jeremiah trusted in God that God was faithful even in the worst times. Now, here we come to the learn a hymn part. Yeah. Maybe it's a hymn you've heard before. This one is one I of the most familiar hymns. I think I know what it is. Hymns. Yeah. A lot of people, even people who don't go to church, a lot of people know this hymn. It's called Great is Thy Faithfulness. Yeah, I know, it, know it's it. Just It comes <laughs> right it. out of this verse in Lamentations. And I think it's neat to think about Before we talk about it, we sing it, it's neat to think that even though this is kind of a song that feels happy because it's full of hope and full of focus on God, remember that the idea for it, the words for great is thy faithfulness, they come out of some of the worst experiences that humans could have. That's something to think about. So here are, well, here's the song.
2: I will sing it for you. It goes like this. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been Thou forever wilt be And the chorus Great is thy faithfulness Great is thy faithfulness Morning by morning New mercies I see All I have need thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto me it's such a pretty hymn yeah i like
0: that one
2: Yeah, the second
1: verse says, summer and winter and springtime and harvest. Those are all the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. faithful in all those. Sun, moon, and stars in their courses above join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love.
0: I like that. There's a lot of songs written and a lot of probably because there are a lot of verses about how you can look at nature and see God's love and faithfulness. Yeah. I yeah. think that's cool.
1: You bet. The last verse is maybe, well, I think it might be my favorite because it talks about it makes it personal. It's it's one thing to look at nature around us and see that God is faithful and that God is there and that he created everything, but to make it personal We have to accept His salvation. We have to accept His gift of salvation from our sin. Israel, God's special people, they had sinned, and God was disciplining them, but he made a way for them to come back to him, even after this terrible period of time. And he's not done with his special people yet.
0: And that is great love right there.
1: That is huge love right there, and that's some major hope. And then God made it possible for all people to know him personally, when he died on the cross to pay the price for our sin, and then he was buried and he rose again from the dead. Because he did that, because he paid for sin, we can know him personally, have our sins forgiven, and be given the gift of everlasting life. And that's what the last verse of this great hymn is about. Shall we Shall we hear it? Yeah. yeah. All right. It goes like this
2: pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow blessings all mine with ten thousand beside in the chorus great is thy faithfulness Lord unto me. Well, wow, that's great. Yeah.
1: Thank you. You bet. It's great that God shows himself in the worst of times. Lamentations is a, a hard book to read because these were real people. Not pretend, not just a story. Jeremiah and all those people of Israel, they were real. And they really suffered because of things they really had done. But God is real yesterday and today and forever. He is faithful and he made a way for people to know him. These real things that happen to us in our life, maybe you've got puppet podsters, maybe you've got some really hard things that are happening in your life and you wonder why they're happening. And if God cares, if he is there for you or if he's forgotten about you, God knows God knows just exactly what you're going through. And it might be really hard. And if that's you, I'm so sorry that you have hard things to go through. But here's something you can know for sure. God cares about you. And the hard things we go through in this life, they are just for now. They last for a little while. But when we know Jesus as Savior, we have an eternal everlasting hope bad things don't last they can't last forever when we know jesus as our savior
0: yeah and when we think about jesus and that hope then that'll bring us joy even if we're feeling sad yeah that's
1: true
0: well, thank you so much for sharing those things with us.
1: Well, I rarely say this, but I'm going to say it today because Lamentations is kind of a tough book. Yeah, it's And sad. it might have even reminded us of some tough things that are going on in our life. And, yep. and we can't just forget about those things. So I'm not suggesting we forget about them. We need to take those to God. But maybe for just a minute, we can set them aside and, and maybe tell us a couple jokes.
0: Oh, I know. No, I never say that, yeah. do I? No, you do Maybe that. you should sing along. Nice. I did.
1: Or is that asking you, too much? Uh-huh. Going now you've gone too far. far. So. I don't want to know if I want to be an accomplice to the joke.
0: <laughs> you already are. You already they are.
1: Make us laugh. You and
0: asked then, for it. And
1: then after we have a good laugh, then we can take our problems to the Lord and uh, and ask him to help us with them. All right. Uncle Chris. Right. I, 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 right. I, Tell uh, us a joke, Steven.
0: Alright. Okay, a riddle. Oh! What kind of key can open a banana? A key? Yeah. A monkey. <laughs> 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 a monkey. I love a good joke. A good joke.
2: We'll
1: laugh and hear a row and elf. Will you knock nice
0: riddles? For girls your kiddos? You threw me like, off. I threw sang, me off too. Okay, okay. I have a riddle too. All right. What kind of tree can fit in your hand? Um, which one? A palm tree.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> <I'm> a <broken laughs> oh! I love a good the third part in there. There we
0: <laughs> I liked that.
1: Don't get used to it. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Only when we're talking about lamentations, apparently. (laughs) What other sad things can we talk about so he will come and sing with us? Yes, we'll think of some. That's some pretty sad motivation, Uncle Chris. (laughs) Oh, Puppet Potsters, we would love to hear from you if you want to write us. Our email is stevenlydiasing at yahoo.com. That's maybe right. you want to tell something to us that is really bothering you and we can pray for you. Oh, that's a good idea, Lydia. Or maybe you have something happy you want to share with us, which is the opposite of lamenting. Yeah, well, then we can rejoice with you. Yeah, we should do both with each other. That's how our friendship can grow. And we love you, Puppet Potsters. You can also tweet us at StevenLydia. Yep. Or you can check out our website, G-H-H-I-N-C dot or visit our YouTube channel, G-H-H-I-N-C. Yeah, check it out. So, there you have it. That's it for now. And this has been Offhand with Stephen and Lydia, a production of God's Solving Hands.